There we got me unmuted. How are y'all doing? Thank you. I saw a couple of those smiles. God, I thank you for today. And God, I ask that you take uh, this this little thing I've got and some of the stories we've got here, and you you do what you do best. Make it real for your people. God, change us to be more like you and do things that you do more. So thanks for helping us, God. Amen. Last Friday, two days ago, I was privileged to share and talk with the Experiencing God group. Most of you are here, and I just had such a good time with you guys. You're fun. It was the last night of the class, and the subject was about continuing to experience God. Now, part of continuing to experience God is telling other people about who Jesus is. And a person raised a question about how to make sharing Jesus more natural and effective. And I believe this is a very real issue for every Christian in our City River Church community, how to make sharing Jesus more natural and effective. But I also think it's for the majority of Christians worldwide. We're just not very good at doing this in a way that's natural. Turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Many of you know this already, but you can turn there. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Most of us have heard this a whole bunch of times if you've been in church for very long. If you're new at this, you're going to hear it over the course of your Christian life. If there's one thing that I would like you to get today, this is what I'd like you to get. Holy Spirit revelation and God encounters are most important when we are telling other people about Jesus. Holy Spirit revelation and God encounters are most important when we are telling other people about Jesus. Telling other people about Jesus is not winning a debate or an argument. Telling other people about Jesus is not telling people they are sinners and they're going to hell. Telling other people about Jesus is not being able to quote a whole bunch of Bible verses. Telling other people about Jesus is being nice to them. That was deep, huh? Telling other people about Jesus is listening to them and hearing the needs that they have in their life. 
Telling other people about Jesus is sometimes developing trust first and talking later. Telling other people about Jesus is giving them a God encounter. Now, if we avoid that first group of activities and are intentional to do the second group of activities, we will have a lot more success in telling people about how amazing Jesus is. And we will have a lot more fun doing it. And isn't communicating Jesus, shouldn't it be fun? Shouldn't it be one of the just neatest things we do? So we're going to try to talk a little bit more about that today. You like stories, I hope, because you're going to get some stories today. Now, let me be clear before we go on. There is a certain time and place to learn and practice what we believe in our City River Church community. We definitely need to know how to keep growing in our understanding of God and who we are as followers of Jesus. However, if a person is trying to find truth and reality for their life, Theology and doctrine alone rarely help people find God or grow in their relationship with Jesus. Holy Spirit power and a God encounter is often what most impacts people. After Jesus healed a man born blind, uh uh-oh, there we go. Can you still hear me? My screen did weird things for a minute, so I'm just checking. After Jesus healed a man born blind, the religious leaders were questioning the man about who Jesus was. They made a lot of demands. They made accusations. They were arguing with each other. In the middle of all this, this formerly blind man had a simple response to all of their questions and demands. You can read about the whole encounter in John chapter 9, starts about the verse 20. You don't have to go there now. John 9.25 says this, The blind man replied to the religious leaders, Whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, and now I see. He didn't become a follower of Jesus because he understood theology. He became a follower of Jesus because he encountered God. I'm not strong in evangelism. Every spiritual gift test I've ever taken, my lowest score is in evangelism. But the New Testament command of Jesus is clear. I am to go and tell other people about Jesus and make disciples. That's not an option for me or for any of us. The City River Sunday quality of our songs, our seats, our sermons, and our snacks are secondary to giving people a Holy Spirit revelation and or encounter with God. I love our church community, but our church community is not the end. It's a platform or a launching pad for us to go and do what Jesus said, which is to go in all the world and tell everybody about how amazing Jesus is. (coughs) Excuse me.
Holy Spirit revelation and God encounters are most important when we are telling other people about Jesus. I want to suggest this is the norm for biblical evangelism. I would suggest, and you're free to disagree, but I would suggest that every encounter in the Bible where a group of people or an individual became followers of Jesus, there was a Holy Spirit power encounter within that whole in, in transaction. Somewhere from the person becoming, being, uh, didn't, let me try again. Somewhere bet- between when they didn't know Jesus and they became a follower of Jesus, there was Holy Spirit activity involved in that. And it's not just for biblical times. In recent times, there have been people like John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and Amy Semple McPherson, just to name a few, for whom healing and miracles were a central part of their evangelistic ministry. Later, John Wimber used the term power evangelism to describe Holy Spirit activities like healing, words of knowledge, and deliverance as a part of helping people come to know Jesus. Now, How does that relate to us? I suggest we can do the same things. If God will do it for them, he'll do it for us. Okay, that was too simple, right? So today, I want to spend a little bit of time just sharing some stories about how Christians like Rob and Mary Lee can show other people who Jesus is without having debates and arguments. We do it by being nice and giving them God encounters. Mary and I have been part of a Tuesday breakfast group for at least 10 years. Now, this breakfast group knows that Mary and I are Christians. They know that we are pastors, and they like us anyway. We don't talk about God or Jesus very often, but when the subject does come up, we join Holy Spirit to do kingdom things. One of our friends is Brenda. Brenda is an amazing woman. She's a retired teacher who loves Toronto sport teams, especially the Toronto Marlies minor hockey league team. She knows everything about them. She works for the Hockey Hall of Fame. She's talked to the famous hockey players. She's really into sports. I get to see several Marley's games every year because she gets extra tickets. She comes to the Tuesday group and gives tickets to me and a couple other people that go to our our group. I think Brenda is a Christian, but she just really doesn't talk about it. About a month ago, Brenda had to have surgery to remove a cancer in her in in her abdominal area. It was a relatively minor surgery, but hey, it's still cancer. If you hear the C word, it causes stress, no matter what kind of a surgery it is. So the last breakfast before her surgery, she was explaining to the group what was going to happen, how long she was going to be in the hospital, what was going to happen when she came home and all of that. And I could tell she was trying to be strong because Brenda is a strong woman. But I could tell she was worried too. So the night before she went to the hospital, I called her up. 
after talking about the Maple Leafs hockey team resuming play, because that's always an important thing for her, got to talk about Maple Leafs, I asked her if I could pray for her. When I finished the prayer, I asked if the fear about the surgery was gone. And she was quiet for a lot longer than Brenda usually is when she's asked a question. And when she did reply, she was a lot more quiet than her usual voice. But what she said was, yes, there is no fear right now. How did you do that? I told her that God's spirit was literally in the room with her and that God's spirit would be with her all the time she was in the hospital. So about two weeks ago, after breakfast, we gave Brenda a ride back to her home because she's still not up to strength and she can't walk to the restaurant. She was talking with us about how people had come and helped her after the surgery. And then she said, of course, I know both of you really love me. Now, never once did we say, Mary or I say to her, hey, Brenda, we just love you a lot. But her God encounter communicated our love for her and God's love for her. Yay, God. Another thing, just just this week happened, so this is a pretty current one. I don't think too many people other than the encounter group have heard this one. A week ago Tuesday, I w- wait a minute, that's not right. Just this last Tuesday, I, dropped, I was dropping Mary off right by the restaurant. Then I went to go and park the car. We noticed that a server and the owner of the restaurant were in a heated discussion. It was entirely inappropriate. But later, Jessica, the manager, came into the restaurant. From my usual seat, and yes, I have a usual seat. They're all sitting there. I go park the car. I come in. My seat's still there because that's been my seat for like a decade. Feels kind of like cheers sometimes. Anyway, so I came back in the restaurant. From my usual seat, I could see Jessica, the manager, come into the restaurant. And then I could see the dialogue between Jessica and this server. Now, Jessica is a delightful person. She's almost always positive, almost always up. She's just really nice to be around, upbeat, makes going there a really, she's a really big part of making going to this restaurant comfortable and a place we want to go to every every week. Now, as far as I can tell, Jessica is not a Christian, but she acts like she could be one because she's so positive and upbeat. But on that day, when she sat down, she looked defeated. And I've never used that word in the 10 years we've been going there to describe Jessica. So after breakfast on our ride home, I I talked with Mary about the whole encounter. And I told Mary, (coughs) pardon me. I told Mary I wanted to take Jessica a gift from us and to encourage her. So on Thursday, a couple of days ago, I put together a gift package for Jessica and went back to the restaurant. So first she says, well, what are you doing here? It's Thursday, not Tuesday. 
And I told her, I came to bring you something. And I told her, we saw the issues on Tuesday and that I had sent that she felt really defeated. I said, we have a gift for you just to let you know how important we think you are. I told her we believed in her, that she was a wonderful person, a great manager, and she's one of the main reasons we keep coming back to the restaurant. Well, tears welled up in her eyes in those 30 seconds. And she gave me this really big hearty, thank you for the gift. And by the way, those of you, if you are interested in regularly doing Holy Spirit ministry, I suggest you carry tissue. It'll get used when God shows up. And it's nice to have it on hand. Okay, so anyway, late that night, late Thursday night, just three days ago, I received a text from her after I'd gone to see her and give her the gift during the day. This is what she wrote. Quote, I just want to say thank you again so much. There was such a nice surprise, and it really meant a lot to me. It's been a really tough week, but it really does help to hear your kind words. You are wonderful people. Yay, God. The next time something comes up, she's going to come over to the table and chat because that happens with servers. They get to feel comfortable with somebody. Michael is another regular. Michael is a really good man. He's about five years younger than Mary and I. He suffers from a number of health issues. Now, from time to time, Michael and I go out for dinner together. One night, about, I'm guessing, 18 months ago or so, I picked him up, and he wasn't feeling well. So I said, Michael, what's wrong? And he said, Rob, you know I'm dying of sarcoidosis. I said, yeah, I know, Michael. He said, I'm just having a really bad time the last few days, but it's important for me to get out, and I really like when we go to dinner. So I said, well, would you mind if I prayed for God to heal you? And he tried to shug it off and, you know, no, God has better things to do. But I felt the Holy Spirit push. So I repeated my request and said, God didn't mind either. He let me pray for him. And then we went and had dinner. Now we meet every Tuesday and Michael didn't say anything about it the next two, several Tuesdays. But about a month later, we went to dinner again. After he had been in the car for a few minutes, Michael said, well, I've got to figure out how to start dating again. To which I gave this brilliant reply, Michael, what are you talking about? I I just didn't make any kind of connection about what he was referring to. And he said, well, I quit dating when I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis. I didn't think it was fair to date someone when I was dying. I went to the doctor to get test results last week, and the doctor told me I don't have sarcoidosis anymore, and I'm going to live longer, so I need to get a bucket list. The first thing on my bucket list is i got to learn how to date again. How awesome is God? Thanks, CB. 
Michael was very concerned when I was going to Hong Kong early in 2019, because that's when they were having all the protests and all the riots and everything. And he was really concerned about that. Now, I think Michael's a Christian, but his system of belief is very works oriented. He does nice things all the time. But having an actual relationship with God is not in his understanding grid at all. Last fall, Michael and I were going to a Marley's hockey game. Thank you, Brenda, for the tickets. Michael had been talking to me, says, well, what do you actually do when you're in Hong Kong? So I showed him several of the emails and texts of testimonies from people about what happened with them when I did prayer and prophetic ministry with them in Hong Kong. As he read them, All he could do was shake his head and say, wow. When he finished reading them, I said, well, that's what I do in Asia. And Michael replied, this is extraordinary. I have absolutely no context in my life for what I have just read. I had no idea God did those kind of things and do it with somebody that I know. It's amazing. That's all I've got. I replied, you can have the same kind of relationship with God. He loves you just as much as he loves me. He just shook his head. But even Michael, this big former rugby player, this tough guy who makes pirate sounds all the time when he's really challenged, he does R really good. Even Michael had a tear in his eye, in the corner of his eye, when he heard God might be interested in doing that for him. Yay, God. I hope you enjoyed and were encouraged by the stories. It felt good for me to remember just a little piece of my life where God has done some fun things. Like I told Michael, God is willing to give Holy Spirit gifts to everyone. If God will do it for Jesus, God will do it for me. If God will do it for me, God will do it for you. I hope that got in. If God will do it for Jesus, if God will do it for John Wimber, if God will do it for saints throughout history, God will do it for you. The question from last Friday's meeting was this, how to make sharing Jesus with other people more natural or normal? I suggest the natural normal is that we're alert. We look for places where we can give people a word of encouragement, tell them a story, or say a prayer. We look for the opportunity to join Holy Spirit and give the person a God encounter. Because if they encounter God, they will be different. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power. The issue is not, do we have it? The issue is, are we going to use it? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Everybody here is safe, I think. If you're not, 
get a hold of somebody, they can pray with you and you can meet Jesus today. But I think everybody that I can see knows Jesus. The Holy Spirit has come upon you. And God says, you will be my witnesses. So I want to suggest that's God's agenda for your life. We can pick to fight it or we can pick to cooperate with it. But we don't do it in our own ability because he says, you will receive power. You're right now carrying the potential to be Paul or Peter or James or Luke or Jiro, or Angie, or Sarah, or Monica. Right now, you carry that same power of Holy Spirit. And God says, you will be my witnesses. That is God's intent, and that's God's um, passion for your life, is to be witnesses. Maybe it's to your family. Maybe it's to be somebody with somebody halfway around the world. Two weeks ago, I got, I, I had a um, kind of like a spiritual advisor call with a friend of mine who lives in Shanghai, China. She's a uh, very global kind of apostle. She starts companies that have national impact. And we've been calling and talking, and she's just been processing things with me for about two or three years now. We do it, I don't know, maybe once a quarter, something like that. And as she's come to understand that Acts 1-8 applies for her, that she goes into meetings with investors that want to give her millions of dollars for her company, she's carrying the power of Holy Spirit. When she developed the, her company that empowers um, single women in China, now, that's a pretty good company. Um, and she was getting investors and she was communicating her vision that she was moving with Holy Spirit anointing and power because she is a witness of God's love for the investors and the people that work in the business community. But she's also a witness for all these young women who are single in China trying to figure out how they function in the kind of society that China is for young single women to actually start a business. You will receive power. Has that got in yet? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And if you're hearing this today, you have that power because the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the outcome of that power, if we're aligned with God, is that we will be witnesses in Jerusalem to the places around us locally, in Judea and Samaria. It might be in the area of the city of Toronto. It might be in the greater Toronto area, to the ends of the world. You might be talking to somebody halfway around the world. Not maybe, you will. When God arrives on the scene in a way that the other person can recognize, feel, and know that God is present, they are way more open to a relationship with God than if we tried to win a debate. Holy Spirit revelation and God encounters are most important when we are telling other people about Jesus. Father, I ask that you would take these words, these stories, this verse, 
and you would make it live for each person. You would show application. You would give courage in areas where there's fear. You would give boldness in places where there's timidity. You would give confidence in places where there's uncertainty. You would give hunger to desire to develop and grow and mature in the gifts you've given each person here. Father, you've made our church community complete. It remains for us to mature and walk in a, in a, in a comfort level and a skill level and a maturity level and a love level that makes us as a community look like Jesus. God, I ask that you would give the willingness to say yes to you and give it to each person here that we will be your witnesses, that we will go out for lunch. We will be on a Zoom call. We will be on the phone and we will be able to bring God's presence into the lives of people who know you but haven't experienced you and bring your presence to people who've never met you and didn't even know they were looking for you. But through that encounter, they go, I want that. How did you make Holy Spirit come into my room right now and help me? How can you say a prayer and what was afflicting me has gone away? How can you know the time to say, here's a word of encouragement for you about how awesome you are? God, I ask that you would come and do in each person a validation of your spirit presence in them that our church community will be one of impact. And individually, we will just have a whole lot more fun being followers of Jesus because we're bringing the kingdom with us wherever we go. Bless you guys. Can't wait till we get to see each other live. Hanny, it's yours. <laughs>